0: podcast
1: one production hey there this is crappy to happy with Tiffany Hall and Cass Dunn thanks for joining us we're so excited you found us here in this series we're going to look into ways that you might be feeling a little bit crappy and give you the tools and tips that you need to feel happy and awesome now, I'm Tiffany Hall. I am the founder of weight loss and wellness program, TiffXO.com. I'm an expert trainer. I was a trainer on the TV show, The Biggest Loser, and I'm a six-stand black belt in taekwondo. But joining me throughout this series is my better half, Cass Dunn. So Cass, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, yeah, I'm Cass Dunn. I'm a
0: clinical and coaching psychologist, and I'm a mindfulness meditation teacher. And I am the resident psychologist on TiffXO. Dot com, which is how you and I have come to know each other and work together. Uh, so we work together with our community to help people to live happier, healthier lives And um, I think in this series, what we want to do is we want to really nail all of those things that cause people to feel crappy. Mm -hmm. And there are many of them, as Mm -hmm. we both know. So, you know, people feel unhappy with their body. They feel stressed, overwhelmed and busy. They're perfectionist, self-critical, not getting enough sleep. You know, a million reasons why people Mm -hmm. feel crappy. And so what we hope to do is to give you the tools and the techniques and really practical things that you can go out and apply straight away. So practical. And change your life and go from feeling crappy to feeling a whole lot more happy. And it doesn't have to be a life overhaul, does it? Absolutely not. Little simple strategies and useful things that people can go out and do straight away. Mm -hmm. Straight away. And
1: we're going to start with talking about this cult of busyness and overwhelm and stress. Great topic. So Cass, why are we so busy? Great question.
0: Um, Look, I think that generally speaking, we all you know, we we really are doing a lot. We're working and juggling family priorities and, you know, kids and, and all sorts of other things, trying to stay fit, trying to eat well, uh, and we have a lot to do. But I think also, I mean, I suspect also that busyness is not so much as a physical thing but it's a mental thing. Like we have this kind of mind state of being permanently busy, constantly thinking about the next thing we need to do and we have this culture of multitasking trying to fit so much into a small amount of time and feeling constantly
1: stretched you mm-hmm. know would you mm-hmm. agree i agree and i agree it's become a little bit competitive i'm <laughs> busier than you <laughs> yes. i am so busy
0: uh busy yeah. you think you're busy <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's annoying. (laughs) On Facebook, you know, know. everybody, I'm so busy. We're
1: oversharing. It's pressure. So where do you start, Cass? How do
0: we start? I think that that is a real thing. And look, I think also we need to kind of... Straight up front, we need to make the point that there is no such thing as multitasking. Everybody thinks that. it there? Mm, No. That's devastating. (laughs) There is no such thing as multitasking. All we are doing is switching tasks, constantly switching from one thing to the other. And it makes us feel good because we feel like we're getting a lot done and we get that kind of little dopamine hit in our brain that says, I can tick things off my list. And actually, at the end of the day, if you look back, you're not getting that much done. Hmm. And also, every single time you switch from one task to another, it takes something like twenty-five percent more time to refocus on the first task. And studies have shown that you lose forty percent productivity. Really? By multitasking. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. And this has been proven. This is this is a kind of a big topic for me. I like this topic. Mm. This has been proven with like getting people to do one task solidly for say 30 minutes and then giving them a break and then getting them to switch to something else. And if you think about it, how often do we actually spend thirty minutes on a task? Yeah. So this drop in productivity is even when you've got a big stretch of time. But so we m- should be chunking. But most of the time, what we're doing is we're working on a document, but we're checking Facebook, and then we're getting a text message on our phone. Then I have got an email, and <laughs> so this this multi this task switching, sorry, is not just like I'm working on this for half an hour and that for half an hour. It's like thirty seconds, five minutes at a time we're switching. So mm. we're actually we're. Uh, um, just losing so much productivity and creating this constant mental stress and cognitive overload, which has actually proven to be really bad for us, mm. really, really bad for our health and well-being. Mm. So I think we need to really rethink that that whole uh, that whole idea.
1: Yes, because it's very popular and fashionable to be a multitasker. Mm. I'm pregnant at the moment. I'm eight months, but I'm running a business and I can do it all. And, you know, it, it's very hard and people sort of wear it as a badge of honour.
0: Absolutely. Especially women. Absolutely. We wear it as a badge of honour. And do you know what? I also sometimes think as well as just this whole culture of um, fitting more in and having a f- busy life means having a full life or an important life, mm. Um Sometimes, this is the clinical psychologist me, I think that people kind of stay busy to run away from the things they don't want to face in their life. (laughs) really
1: do. Do you you know, a lot of people come to me and through my weight loss and wellness program, tiffxo.com, they say I need to lose weight, but I'm too busy. And I just say, well, you're not too busy. There's no such thing as too busy. You just haven't got your priorities right. Such a
0: great point. It is like what are we putting our energy on and are they really the important things? Mm -hmm. Are we ticking off a to-do list or are we actually really looking at what are the important things and where should we best be spending our time? And energy mm-hmm. and then focusing, focusing yeah. our attention yeah. on those things that are, make life more meaningful and purposeful and joyful,
1: mm-hmm. as opposed to just frenetically, absolutely busy, perpetually I, busy. I, I think the healthier you are the healthier your business will be, the healthier your family will be, the healthier your community will be. Mm. So you do have to put some emphasis in that. And I will come back to talking about how to conserve your energy Mm -hmm. when you're incredibly busy. Mm -hmm. But first up, I really want you to tell us, Cass, where do I start? I'm I'm sitting at home, I'm listening to us um, chat away, and I'm thinking, (laughs) yeah, okay, but I am feeling really overwhelmed. I'm in a brown paper bag and I can't see the way out, Cass.
0: Where do I start? Can I
1: just make the point that probably you're
0: sitting and listening to this, you're not actually sitting listening to us right now, yeah. you're probably cooking dinner, going for a walk, like checking your Facebook.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because that's Multitasking. What Multitasking. Put it down and just listen to us,
0: please. <laughs> so there is point number one, I mm-hmm. guess, is to try to practice this novel idea of single tasking, just doing one mm-hmm. thing at a time. It is really when you try to do it, it is really painfully uncomfortable because we are so not used to doing it. And that's a, in big part a... Um, you know it's it's caused by this technology society that we live in. we are constantly distracted by pings and emails and you know our phones in our pockets constantly mm. um so so we need to address that that whole concept of unplugging and taking some break from the screens and the distractions mm-hmm. and co- and really deliberately setting those boundaries um We need to also look at this idea of just focusing time on one task and and giving it a good you know a good chunk of our attention mm-hmm. um I mean, I could go.
1: I could. I could go on and on. About. Yeah. I, could, I could continue and list off. Yeah, and I think your point is really important in, you know, choosing your priorities and creating downtime. Mm. Deliberately slowing down. Mm. It's not a
0: sexy idea, but it's a really important idea. Deliberately slowing down and making space, uh, even just to do nothing, just to, to, you know, you think about when you. If you just think about a normal day, you go to a coffee shop and you're meeting a friend and you've got five minutes before your friend arrives. Phone comes out. Phone comes out. We cannot. We cannot mm-hmm. just sit and deliberately do nothing. I ask people in my in my work and in my psychology practice, I am a very, very strong advocate obviously for mindfulness meditation or just mm-hmm. being more mindful in life generally. And I ask people if they can sit down and practice some meditation for five or ten minutes a day and the amount of people who can come back and tell me that they found it absolutely extraordinarily difficult to just sit and breathe and not do anything and Mm -hmm. and to tolerate that discomfort of not doing something for 10 minutes out of their day. What have we become, (laughs) Cass? Yeah. What have we become? So there's a shift that needs to happen. I think it's so important, the recovery. We need to embrace this we need to embrace the slow, the slowing down, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a good start. That's yeah, a good start. Just I agree. sitting and and creating space.
1: Why do you think people find it so difficult to meditate?
0: I think because of
1: this, um, this almost like adult ADD
0: that we've all developed, which is directly as a result of our uh, addiction to our smartphones. Mm-hmm. The fact that we have. We have become accustomed to for our to our brains being constantly needing some stimulation. So even when we're sitting still, like even when our body is actually still, our mind rarely is. Like our minds are constantly wanting to go to um, thinking, worrying, planning, you know, wondering. And so when you ask people to just sit and be with their thoughts or their feelings that's what they notice is that their mind never stops, and if you ask people to sit and be with their thoughts and just not react to them or give in to them, not believe every story that they tell themselves, it's just like there's this constant urge to get up and move or do it's just we we have sort of just lost this capacity as a as a society really to just sit and be still and to um to just
1: let our minds just go quiet, yeah. Cass, is there any negative impact on our brains in that we are so frenetic? (laughs) Yes, yes. Like actual brain development? Actual, yes. Um, Yeah, funny, you should ask, Tiff.
0: So this this whole idea of being constantly busy, and particularly I I go back to this multitasking, which is what we're really talking about, this constant kind of moving and switching attention. So what we know is that it actually has a negative impact on the part of your brain, actually changes the the structure and function of your brain in the parts to do with... um, Empathy, cognitive control, and emotional control. Um, I read one study that showed that multitaskers performing a cognitive task showed a drop in IQ equivalent to people who had been pot smoking <gasps> the night before. <laughs> I'm not joking. And we, you know, we just tend to cut corners, make mistakes mm-hmm. Um it, Issues impact on our um, Mm decision-making, memory, learning, and we just are losing the attention, sorry, losing the capacity to sustain attention. Mm. There's a a term called continuous partial attention and that's how we live. We don't ever really sustain attention anymore. So things that require sustained attention like reading Mm. or, you know, writing a book Mm -hmm. or, you know, just getting a job done or working on a project, these things require sustained attention and we... We honestly, we've all got this kind of adult ADD where we can't Mm -hmm. do it anymore. I even, I do meditate every day, Mm -hmm. and I notice it myself. And that's the impact of the smartphone culture,
1: uh, and the impact of this whole busy, busy, busy. Culture. Um, yeah, competitive busyness. Well, Cass, you put me on to meditation. We started, you know, TIFXO started up and we had the diet covered, the training covered, yeah. and then the mindfulness was really important. Yeah. And I knew the key to changing your body and changing your lifestyle wasn't about training the body. It was about training the mind. Mm, absolutely. So you came on board and you were teaching everyone. And I've always loved visualisation and the power of all of that. But to sit there and meditate... I was saying to you, Cass, I haven't got time. So if people are at home and they're like, mm, I've got three kids, I've got a job, my mm. husband works long hours, you know, can you tell us some of the benefits of meditation that will mm. just make me sit down for five minutes and give this a go instead of trolling Facebook?
0: Well, if you've got five minutes to troll Facebook, you've got five minutes to meditate, Mm. right? It's Mm -hmm. not that we don't have the time. It's that we give our time to other things. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say is the benefits – I mean, you know, this isn't a whole show about meditation. But it is a really important – it is a really important and pretty critical uh, tool – That we can use to help us to start to slow down and to escape that cult of busyness that we're all caught up in. So, you know, mindfulness meditation has been proven to reduce stress and anxiety, to lower Mm. blood pressure, uh, boost your immunity, um, reverse the aging process. (laughs) I could go on and on, Um, improve working memory, decision making, focus. The the research there are there are reams there's decades now of research proving the benefits and it actually people think they don't have time, but taking time out whether it's ten minutes or twenty minutes to to do something like a meditation practice, actually improves your efficiency exponentially. So you actually get that time back over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, throughout the day, Mm -hmm. you actually gain it back with the improvements in your efficiency and your productivity.
1: That's what I found, Cass. And you've helped me so much because I found with five minutes and then building up to 10 minutes of meditation a day and working it in and scheduling it in Mm -hmm. to my day, just as I would a meeting or a workout, Um, I'm more productive. I'm more clear-headed. I am more present with my my husband. And everything just becomes that little bit easier because my emotions are more in check. I feel (gasps) more fit emotionally.
0: Yes. I think I love that. I love
1: hearing that because
0: that's what happens. That more present that you just Mm -hmm. talked about. You know, being more present, when we're chronically busy, we're never really present. Whenever, like right here, we're no. our mind's off onto the next thing. Yeah. And so, that just slowing down and being more present to what's happening um, is for relationships, for you know, it's
1: everything. It's for everything. You're missing our
0: lives. We're missing our lives. Yeah,
1: because an email will come in and it will stress me out. Mm. Instead of being stressed by that email, if I do a meditation first thing in the morning, I all of a sudden go into problem solving mode fix it I can deal with that I have more confidence it's the same as if you do a workout and you have the endorphin hit you feel a little bit more resilient mm. um so I can't mm. I can't talk it up enough meditate people but <laughs> Cass I have to ask you how how would you start so uh, there's so many meditations out there there are so many apps there's do you have a breathing thing that we could start with or where do you start
0: look I I often will recommend to people to start with an app. There are plenty mm-hmm. of free apps yep. out there, um, and to start with something really brief. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the you and I have talked about the Insight Timer app, mm-hmm. there. But people have their different preferences, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, and then slowly build up. You yeah. know, start with th- start with three minutes, start with five yeah. minutes, uh, but have the intention of building up that time mm. because you know, three minutes, nice, but probably not gonna get those brain changes that we're that yes. we're talking about. So you need ten minutes at least a day, would you say? Mm, I would say fifteen to twenty. Fifteen to
1: twenty. And if you wanna hear some of Cass Dunn's meditations, you can go to tiffxo.com and there's plenty of mindfulness yeah, there. We include them in the We program. have meditation in action. But Cass, one of the things that was life changing for me, because I love lists, I <laughs> I do to do lists and then I make lists off my to do list of like urgent to do's and then I put them on the fridge. I post notes, uh, post-its on my mirror mm-hmm. in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I'm surrounded by myself telling me what I need to do. <laughs> um, and this was a way of survival because mm-hmm. I have multiple businesses and projects and things happening. And then you said, how about you make a not-to-do list? Tip? Yeah, I love it. So I think you should share <laughs> with our listeners. I
0: like, love the I love the concept of the not-to-do list. So You're right. We all have these endless to-do lists. We rarely ever get to the bottom of them, actually, Mm -hmm. because there's always more things to add. Um, And you know what the thing is about to-do lists is they make you feel better temporarily because you dump all that stuff out of your head onto a piece of paper and you go, oh, God, I feel so much better now. And then you... A lot of times you don't even actually get... I never do the. You don't do the list. My
1: husband's peeling the post-its <laughs> off from weeks ago saying, you didn't update your Medicare number, you haven't done this. And I'm like, well, not I alone. haven't even changed my name to my married name on my licence like I was meant to three years ago. Like, I'm just... That is, I've got so much to do, Cass. That is what a to-do list is all about. It's just
0: making you feel better temporarily mm. and then still getting on with being chronically busy. So what I say is... Get okay if you've got a whole lot of stuff kicking around in your head, certainly dump it all onto a piece of paper. Write it all down, all of those things that are causing you to feel stressed, and they do cause you to feel stressed when you've got that cognitive overload of too many things on your mind. Write them all down, and then this is a values question, really. This comes back to what do you the, A big part of this busyness thing is what are you actually giving your time and energy to, and are they actually the things that make for a more meaningful, purposeful, joy filled? Life, or are you just doing a whole lot of stuff that, at the end of the day, adds up to nothing? So, um, what are the things that are really important? We spend so much time doing the urgent, the things that are immediately calling for our attention, like the email and the text message and the constant distraction, and what
1: other people want from and us, and what other people
0: want us to do, and not focusing on what is important for ourselves. So, this is about what actually on this list is going to make take me closer to my longer term goals mm-hmm. is and al- directly aligned with the things that are really important for to me for having a full vibrant you know meaningful life things like my family and my long term career projects or my health or my well-being and then all the other crap <laughs> cross it C- off crap all the stuff that is Obligations, things that you've got to, you think you've got to do to please somebody else that you don't really want to do. You know, volunteering for something, going to that Tupperware party to make up numbers.
1: Cross, oh, cross, no thanks. Cross them off the damn yeah. list.
0: How many things do we Everything, agree to do? Yes.
1: We don't need to do those no, things. No, like... Boundaries. I'm I'm eight months pregnant and everyone's saying you have to read this book, this book. I have a stack <laughs> of baby books about parenting and I'm just like, why do I have to read them? Why not just... Enjoy pregnancy. Yeah, enjoy pregnancy. Why not just be in the babies. moment? Okay. People have been doing it for thousands of years. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not the first. Okay. No, exactly. So it all is happening. And Cass, are you a big fan of outsourcing? Like, do you think that can help a little bit when you're busy and stressed?
0: Yep. I, I really... I really am. I think the thing with outsourcing, so the thing with busyness, like, yeah, you know, we're talking a lot about this mental busyness and this sort of Mm -hmm. chronic busyness and unnecessary Mm -hmm. busyness. But the fact is that when you do have a job and kids and, you know, a career and a family and um, social life you want to maintain, you can have a pretty full schedule. Mm. And I think for women especially not just women but for women especially this concept of having it all generally translates to doing it all. Mm-hmm. So we are not only back in the workforce but we, research is very clear that we still pick up the majority of household tasks. We pick up the majority of parenting you know, we're the ones oftentimes you mm-hmm. know, doing the volunteering at school or mm-hmm. dropping into the uniform shop for the mums out there. Yeah, you, you do know. a
1: lot of volunteering tasks.
0: Absolutely mm-hmm. and so um, I think we need to have a look at, and we're not very good at asking for help. So I think it's really important to say, well, you know, maybe it's worth my sanity and it's worth me having time to spend with my husband mm-hmm. um, to spend $60 to get a cleaner, to get the groceries get delivered, the get the ironing done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Never
1: have time for iron ever.
0: <laughs> I don't iron. No, I buy things that don't need iron. Yes, that's the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, outsourcing is great. And that's why I did create my Wellness program TiffXO, because I didn't have time to get to the gym, mm. so I was like, I need to work out at home. Mm. I need someone to tell me. I need a dietitian to tell me exactly what to eat to fuel up. I I need someone to help look after my mental health. Thank you, Cass Dunn. <laughs> so you know that's that's <laughs> one stop why shop. yeah one stop <laughs> shop. So outsource if you can. If not, put it on the not to do list. I mean, Cass, how important is it to have a a perfect Shower screen. I used to be crazy about clean shower screens and now if there's shampoo dripping down it, I can deal with that. Not do list, absolutely. Put it on the not to do list. So after the break, we're going to talk about more ways to deal with busyness, overwhelm, feeling stressed. So stick around. Welcome back to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. Let's talk about self-care now and conserving your energy when you're busy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really interested to hear from you on this, Tiff. So you are a woman who runs multiple businesses. You juggle media commitments. You've got a, a uh, an active wear range. Mm. Uh, you've written nine books, yeah. which is no mean feat. And I and you and you have a husband and a household to maintain. How do you manage your energy and your self-care when you're so busy?
1: How do you do it all? Life's going to get busier with a newborn too. (laughs) Absolutely it is. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Don't tell me being a mum isn't about stamina and scheduling and being busy. My gosh, you know, you've got a gorgeous daughter. So, look, the way I see it, the healthier you are, the healthier your projects, your career, your businesses, your families, your communities, everything. Yeah. So I think coming back to you're not too busy, your priorities have to be straight, and a huge priority should be energy conservation Mm -hmm. and looking after your self-care. So I grew up in a family of black belts. Mm My mum was the first female to earn her black belt in Taekwondo in Australia. My dad was an Olympic coach for three, four Olympics. Um, So I grew up in this world about peak performance and performance state, and that was all about – Eating energy food, Mm -hmm. moving your body, sleep hygiene. And I grew up around Olympians. My dad was training Olympians when I was a little girl. And it was really fascinating seeing some of those things that he did with their mindset um, that have influenced how I manage my energy today. A big one, going back to when you're talking about that white space and having a bit of space in your brain to just be on your own. My dad would plan the Olympians' recovery before he'd plan their training programs. So he would put in, okay, we're going to do swimming, we're going to do stretching, we're going to do, you know, a little bit of light conditioning on these days. They were set in stone. And then around that, he would plan their fighting and their taekwondo drills and all of that. So So interesting. So basically, almost like forced
0: downtime Mm -hmm.
1: from an athletic Mm. perspective. Mm -hmm. Because you think about a competitor, like they've got to, you know, maintain their bodies and avoid injury and burnout and mental burnout. But as an athlete, you get downtime, you get off season, you get mm. you're in competition mode, maybe four times a year. The Olympics, you're in competition mode one day. But yeah, it, a lot of us are in competition mode all the time exactly, if you're running a business.
0: Exactly, exactly. So then it's like taking those principles and bringing them into our,
1: our day-to-day life mm-hmm. and scheduling
0: in that forced downtime.
1: The forced downtime and some non-negotiables. Mm. So for me, yeah, of course, I, I'm pregnant right now. I want to eat sugar. I have cravings like you wouldn't believe. But one of my non-negotiables is eating sugar energy food eating whole foods looking after my diet so i have energy to give to other people in my businesses and mm-hmm. you know in my daily life so one of the things that i concentrate on and we know that i it's simple food healthy food, you know what it is, um, whole foods, I don't cut anything out of my diet um, and it's really important to keep your body fat low and your energy high and to have lean muscle mass and all of that for peak performance. But one thing that's really ignored is is our gut health and our stomachs, they, they work as a second brain and they affect our moods, our energy levels, libidos, creativeness, yeah, right. our immune systems. So when I'm eating, it's not just about, you know, energy. It's about my whole nervous system and immune system and boosting that. And sometimes I'll, you know, I'll feel like fast food or I feel, I feel like junk food, like any other person, but I know it's not going to give me the energy I need to do my job, to give to my family, to to those that I love. Yeah. So it's, it's about just having some of those non-negotiables. Another non-negotiable for me is, yeah, recovery. So whether that's, putting in a holiday (laughs) in the year to look forward to, Um, Mm -hmm. making sure I meditate every day, Uh, putting the phone away in a point where I hand it over to my husband and he hides it from me because that's (laughs) how much I love social media. That's what we've come to. Yes. (laughs) And spending time with him or reading a book and not thinking about the email and, you know, having a lavender bath, uh, you know, painting my nails Without yeah. having a cup of tea and just trying to think about one things that I'm grateful for, self care is so important. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's really important that you move every day. And part of movement, whether it's going for a walk or you're doing, uh, you know, one of my workouts at home in your living room, or you go to the gym, whatever you go is. I love exercise because it creates clear work life boundaries. And it's me, it's me time. This is my time, whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes, whatever I have in the day, this is time that I give to myself, I give to my body and I boost my energy levels so that at three o'clock, I'm not reaching for a coffee and a chocolate bar. I've got more energy. Mm. And I think it's so important in coming episodes, we'll go through the benefits of exercise and the best ways to exercise and move. But if you are dealing with overwhelm and stress, don't take it out on yourself don't go and eat something you know is not good for you. Don't, um, you know, take it out on your loved ones, but take it out in your dojang. And the dojang is the taekwondo term, and my background's in martial arts, of your training space. That can just be a, a mat on the floor in your living room, or it could be a gym, or it could be the local park. But I say, sweat it out, punch it out, take it out in that space, not on yourself, and mm. then you feel more confident and resilient.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I want to I love what you said there about how you manage your energy and this and that whole idea of that forced recovery and it reminds me of some really, you know, interesting research that came out of I think Harvard and the concept of an e- energy pyramid So what they basically conceptualized is that when we like we only have so much time. This is what you're basically saying. We only have so much time, but we all have uh, renewable resources of energy. Time not renewable. Energy definitely is. So how do we go about managing our energy for that whole peak performance thing? With that idea that you said about how we're not athletes, we don't have an off season. We've got to be on every day, all Mm -hmm. the time. So. The the four levels of this pyramid were at the foundation, that physical stuff, the nutrition, quality sleep, you know, really looking after your physical... Mm-hmm health and energy. We, we get that. I think we all get that. And then above that, there's emotional energy. How do you replenish your emotional energy? And that is things like investing in relationships, focusing on positive, like gratitude exercises, mm. you know, the, Spiritual the, the meditation. Yeah. Spiritual's got its own. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Emotional energy yep. is that infusing that positive energy, psychological energy into your day deliberately. Then there is how you manage your intellectual energy. And that's all the stuff we were talking about with the... Um, Sustained attention and avoiding distractions of social media and b- constant emails, and setting clear boundaries about how you protect your intellectual, like your mental space, so that you can actually have time to focus on a task. And then above that was the spiritual energy, which is not a necessarily religious thing, but it's more like your higher values or the mm-hmm. sense of purpose that drives your what mission. you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you need to be putting focus on how do you make sure that each day you're checking off. I'm um, giving something, you know, to the maintain my spiritual like my purpose my bigger mission in mm-hmm. life um, my inter- protecting my intellectual boundaries infusing positive emotions into my day and then also at the ba- baseline that that physical energy I think it's you've got to
1: build that base hey yeah I, I think that's fantastic I think it's I think it's yeah yeah sound and w- without you know having the basic energy from good food and good sleep, what have you got? Like, I I think it's so important. And also coming into that, things like stretching, you know, you can do a quick neural stretch and that can affect your whole posture and your breathing, everything. And also managing cortisol stress levels and cortisol is a stress hormone. And Cass, you'll know better than me, but stress can affect your body and it can affect your brain.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, well, when you're chronically stressed, Mm. cortisol has massive impacts, negative impacts on your, you know, your immune system and it does affect your sleep and Mm -hmm. then sleep in turn affects your cortisol levels. And it shuts down fat burn. Shuts down fat burning, Mm -hmm. you know, messes up with your hunger signals, all of that. So um, we,
1: yeah, it depletes, it depletes energy. It's the enemy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So managing stress is so important. So you could be listening to all these tools and tips and thinking, gosh, now I'm stressed listening to this (laughs) stressed episode because there's so much I could be doing. No. Cass always says, treat it as a buffet, pick and choose. And you might take on, I'm going to start some meditation or I'm going to try stretching. I'm going to move a bit. I'm going to perhaps try Cass's not to do list. Mm -hmm. And you might take one thing and it will improve. But, Cass, are you going to go from crappy to happy in one day? Absolutely not.
0: So we're talking about making little changes to daily habits to um, and then see how they
1: work for you. Mm-hmm. On the next episode, we're talking diets, debunking the myths, what works, what doesn't. You're listening to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. We'll see you in the next episode. Crappy to Happy was recorded in the Podcast One studios. Produced by Dave Zbolensky. Audio production by Nick Slater. For more episodes and to check out other great podcasts, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.